Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Five hundred viewers turned in, tuned in, to watch the NBA 2K matchup of the regularly scheduled uh, Mavs Suns games. There's still sports going on out there. We have plenty of to talk about. It's not weird at all that uh, somehow Portland forgot it was going to snow and woke up surprised because that's what we would have been talking about all week. We still wouldn't have been talking about sports. So, yeah, here we are. How you doing, Will? <coughs> Yeah, that good? Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. You're in a different room. People may not realize that, but there's a giant sheet of glass separating now all the fan hosts. So but see, what you didn't realize is that before you went in there, I licked everything. While Jason Swigard was sitting here, you licking everything actually gives me less pause than swag. And I know this doesn't spread the virus, but I wiped your keyboard with my butt. That doesn't spread the virus? I don't think it does. You know what was funny? So no, this is actually... No, you tell me what was funny about This was that. my birthday. Uh, tomorrow's your birthday. Tomorrow's my birthday. Yeah. It's my birthday weekend, and I was oh, going to go do something. Wait, wait, wait. Do you get a birthday weekend? Yeah. If it falls on a weekend or all the time? No, I usually do it if it falls, unless it falls on a Saturday. Uh-huh. Like, it was supposed to be Sunday, and so I'll usually call it a weekend because then I'll do something okay. on Saturday night and call that my birthday. But you don't go, no, hey, no, it's no, my no, birthday week every year. That's no, no, not no, no, no. Okay, I, wife- I just say the weekend because then usually, like, again, if my birthday is on a Friday or a Sunday or whatever, like, we'll usually just have a dinner and hang out. But I just want to take that Saturday to go do something. Sure, yeah. And I think I think you've earned that. You know, turning another year older is... Big effort. Okay, let me finish. No! This virus is getting me real strung up. Yeah, you're uh, you're not coming into work anymore, are you? No, neither are you. Sure I am. What am I afraid of? So, we're on the phone, right? My brother and I? Sure. Tell me more. And I tell him, hey, I don't think we should do a birthday dinner. Because there was going to be like eight people there. <gasps> eight? Are and you crazy? My mom... Is a little bit older. Sure. And she's kind of into if that. If your mom's not older than you, 
Well, she's oh, kind of into that age general. range yeah. that uh, there's a high risk. Yeah. And from what I've understood from the CDC and a lot of other scientists and articles that I've read from reputable uh, Cer- news sources. Certain death for your mother. Well, it's just a higher likelihood. Sure. Um, so we're on the phone and I tell my brother and I go, hey, I don't think we're going to have a birthday dinner. And he goes, well, that's bull crap. Like, <laughs> I want to do it anyway. And I go, well, let's talk to mom. Wait, he's mad at you he wanted for to do your it. Yeah. birthday dinner. Okay. And so then I called my mom and we were on a three-way call. And I go, hey, I think I want to cancel the dinner. And she goes, oh, because of the virus. And I go, yeah, because of the virus. She goes, okay, fine. And then my brother goes, well, I'm going to come over and have dinner anyway. And she goes, well, I don't want you over there. And he goes, well, I'm going to come over there and I'm going to take a crap in your toilet and leave it. And then you're going to get sick. <laughs> and then it started a 10 to 15 minute conversation between me, my brother and my mom. Of, Does poop spread the virus? I, I couldn't tell you. I because mean, people it, are acting like it with the, wall, the the toilet paper. Here's the thing is that poop spreads other viruses. I think you have more things to be concerned about. Uh, this, I would rather be pooped on than no, get COVID-19. You, no, you would not. Yes, I would. You, no, you would not. I would totally be fine getting pooped on does it rather depend on, than getting an aggressive case of COVID-19. Does it depend on who does the pooping? Nope. Nope. It doesn't big, matter to me. We just get a big, greasy, fat, sweaty guy to take a big load on you, and you're cool with that. Send him in. All right. I'll find and him. And tell him to please warn me before so I can close five, my eyes. 55305 if you'd like to be that big, fat, sweaty guy. Uh, studio's right down here on the Willamette. Somebody already confirming fecal to oral transmission of COVID-19 already confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. He, but, okay. Are you a scientist? No, but I'm going to give Texter. you. Uh, <laughs> Texter. I'm going to give you the thing that I've been saying all week. The fear of COVID-19 is that it overwhelms hospitals. And then, the, then all of the other things that are already out there to kill you, which are poop to, what was it, oral poop connection? Poop to mouth, Luke. Poop Keep up. Mouth. Sorry. Can't remember how he phrased it. I thought it was more clever than that. So This is a medical show. Yes. yes. We talk about medical that stuff. That is untrue. But here's the thing. There, 65% of ICU beds are full all the time. So if we have a big ramp up of people going for COVID-19, all the things that are already out there to kill you, car wrecks, obesity, heart disease, the flu, poop become, in your eye, poop in your eye, all become worse when there's no doctors or medical medical professionals to help you out. So do not start pooping in your brother's toilets out there and leaving it or pooping on people. 55305 is the uh Text line, the fan text line. When there's no sports radio hosts, when there's no sports, radio hosts resort to poop talk. Well. Dot, dot, dot. Nice. What? You know, that wasn't the plan. You you went wild. You went rogue on this. We were going to talk about the eSports version of the actual NBA for two hours. You've already derailed it. See, that's what I love so much about people who have been, like, complaining about, like, ugh. Sports radio is so boring now. Well, yeah, it's friggin' boring because I think that we're getting hit over the head with this topic, like, over and over and over and over. And there's really no information that's new that relates to sports. I do have new information that does not relate to sports, though. Okay. Burgerville yeah. is done with dine-in. 
Burgerville is now only drive-through. So if you're planning on going and having a sit-down meal at Burgerville mm-hmm. for your birthday dinners out there, yeah, you can't do it. Drive-through hey. only at Burgerville. Can't remember the last time I ate this in a Burgerville. I'll usually take my Burgerville home or I'll eat it in the car before no. I get home. It's the thing I like about the Burgerville original cheeseburger. It's very easy to eat in the car. Big fan of that. Same. You would eat in the car. You just said you eat in the car. What that was mean? part you, of a joke. You would eat in the car. That was part of a joke. Uh, did you see the... I bet ho- you smoke in the car too, huh? No, I get out of the car to smoke. Do you? Yes. Like when you got a real craving for one, you just pull over on the highway? I will occasionally uh, have a cigar on the golf course. So I'll place, well, I'll have one on the back patio playing cribbage, you know, or in the bathtub or on the roof. What are you, an old Italian man? <laughs> did you see hey. the, Did you see the Italian uh, music festival they were having? No. So there's a uh, full lockdown in Italy. Do not leave your homes, but there's this apartment complex or multiple apartment complexes, uh, high-rise buildings in a downtown area, and everybody was on their patio playing different instruments, and they had this uh, little symphony going on the thing. A great panoramic shot, guy just kind of panning back and forth, all the people playing music. It was kind of cool. We're starting to see, like, glimpses back into humanity. We're, th- what, three days into, you know, the the worst thing that's ever happened to sports in the history of the world. And is it? I don't know. It's, it's bizarre. It's unprecedented. I'll say that. I don't, but all sports are canceled. So worst thing to happen to sports. I don't know that it's the worst thing to happen in the world, but I don't even know if it's the worst thing to happen to sports. What's the worst thing to happen to sports? Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I was going to say Baylor. So you beat me to ba- it. Yeah. Or maybe Baylor. And I know that it yeah. only relates to one sport, but like it, it was it it reverberated to all sports because yeah. then everybody had to like take a check of their personnel and be like, are we hiring the right people? Yeah, but I think that's that, that's a people problem connected to sports. This is we canceled we like you and I decide made the decision. They canceled March Madness. Hmm. That's never happened before. They canceled the NBA season until further notice. That's never happened before. They're pushing back the start of of baseball. That did not happen in World War II. Mm. I mean, they canceled all of spring sports in college. They, they, we, we had Jason Bro in yesterday. I was in with Dusty, uh, for, for Dusty, uh, with Cam, and uh, Jason Bro from University of Portland joined. And he had to be one of the people to break the news to the OSAA uh, cancellation because they're playing at the Child Center. They're playing the Oregon State Basketball Championships, and they're in the first round, and they had to stop in the middle of the game. And they had to tell everybody, in the middle of playing with no fans, like, yeah, it's over. Your senior year, your junior year of high school sports, yeah, you're done. So, I'm not I don't gonna know, lie. This, this directly affects sports, I suppose, more than a lot of things that are around sports. If I won the game... I'd kind of be like, all right. <laughs> what? I just won the championship? What do you mean? Well, if I just if I just won the last game, and maybe this is just about me getting further from competition and sports in general, but like I feel like if I was that and I like won the game and there was a little bit of ambiguity as to what I would have done as a team, of course. Sure. I'd kind of be like, ah, all right. Well, here's the way like I like the Oregon women's basketball team. I think collectively as a sports <laughs> culture, everybody's like, yeah, they were the best. Uh-huh. We're pretty sure they would have won the national title. And we're very sure Sabrina Nescu is probably the best player of the last decade. Yeah, but there's a prove it factor. You have to you have to when you're the presumptive favorite, you have to back it up. Mm. 
And when you're the underdog, it's you want to have the shot at the at the presumptive favorite. And see, the, that's where it would suck, I guess. Yeah. So, well, that, well, here's the story. We talked about this yesterday as well. There was one conference. Um, I don't know. Maybe there was more. There's one local conference that did finish their tournaments, the WCC. And the women of University of Portland were the preseason pick to finish last place. They finished fourth. They were the fourth seed going into the tournament. They upset number 11 Gonzaga. They beat San Diego State in overtime. And they won their conference tournament to get themselves a bid to the NCAA tournament. And they don't get to play in it. Now, they had at least that run. They had, they're the only ones that have a Cinderella moment this year in college basketball because nobody else even got to play their conference tournaments. It, you take a team like, oh, I don't know, um, Auburn. Uh, Bruce Pearl was on this morning with uh, uh, Darian Mel. P.S. Before you get into that, how how just like how depressed does Mel Kuyper sound? He sounds super depressed. Because now there's the whole thing of like, like they're gonna do the draft, but like it's not gonna be the draft. He just does it for the party. Yeah, yeah. He he well, shows but up. Like, how much would it suck if like the entire year everything you're building up to is this massive event where you're probably gonna get incredible TV time, a bunch of promotional stuff for free. And it's probably going to get called in. Yeah, but that's happening all across sports. I mean, I, I hate to keep going but back to Mel Kuyper. It's one day. I know. He literally prepares for one day. <laughs> that's it. After that, he's done. Yeah. I guess he makes the too early to tell chart, whatever the heck that is. But yeah. that's it. He's done. Yeah, but it's it's not just basketball that's been canceled. It's it's guys going for wrestling championships and rowers and tennis and you know, it just goes down the line to all of these people that, that are that that play a lot more for themselves than oh man, this is gotta be tough on CBS who broadcasts March Madness. No, there's just there's a ton of people. And the and the funny thing is they keep saying they're like, oh, we should give these kids one more year of eligibility. How many seniors, how many seniors are there in college basketball that are big impact players? This year, I mean, you look at Peyton Pritchard. Is he somebody that, you know, maybe doesn't have an NBA future, so maybe he decides to come back. But there's a lot of guys that are one-and-dones that are big key players in college basketball. It's like uh, James Wiseman. He's like, oh, I get another chance at eligibility. No, you you didn't play freshman year, and you weren't planning on ever playing a sophomore year. So for college basketball, I think it's less than, let's say that, like I said, that wrestler that was going for, you know, four straight national championships or, you know, that, that tennis player that has one more crack at, at, you know, breaking through or whatever. There's just so many stories that we don't talk about because we focus so much on basketball. Well, I like to, uh, I'd like to just put a little asterisk on tennis. Sure. I think tennis players actually enjoy this. And I'm, I'm saying that in all seriousness. Tennis is your round. Sure. Meaning the the amount of time everybody collectively gets off, and I crap you not, is two weeks. Yeah. That's it. Then you go back on a tournament. Now, I'm not going to say that everybody's like, you know, oh, yes, we don't have to play tennis. But I bet a lot of the older players are like, man, at least I get a break. But I'm talking about college tennis, college too. College tennis, Where, yes. Th- this, this is the difference. Is college tennis canceled their championships. I don't know how many I don't know how many guys playing college tennis have a realistic shot at a national championship. John Isner, he went to Georgia. <laughs> now he's whatever. But the best players in the world do not go to United States colleges to play tennis. I'm just, this is yes. kind of my point. So, go to college. United go. States. Yeah. So, anyway, there's a lot of stories. Uh, Learn about the women. And then the tennis. 
And then I major in psychology. Yes, one of the best stories around what is happening now is uh, I think the NBA's response uh, to what's going on with the arena closures. So we'll catch you up to date on uh, what's going on with that. We'll, we'll start there, and who knows where we'll end up. It's a COVID-19 edition of the Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. feeling of loneliness never leaves you. All right, welcome back in to the Sinner and Saint. Um, it's going to be a uh, strange time to talk sports radio, but uh, we'll do our best. And I think that we're going to get back to, I don't want to say normalcy, but there's going to be there's going to be a little bit more familiarity with what's going on. The last 48 hours, 72 hours, have been bananas. I mean, if you talk about starting Wednesday night, um, I was driving home and I caught the end of primetime in that window where the NBA was canceled. The president came on and um, misspoke three times in like 15 minutes. Uh, the NBA was entirely canceled. Rudy Gobert was announced to have COVID-19. Uh, and then you started seeing on Thursday morning all of the different conferences and individual teams kind of making their statements on what they were going to do around the NCAA tournament. Uh, Duke was the first team to go, we're not we're not playing. We're good. Uh, and then, of course, you had the cancellation of it. We had cancellations through yesterday where you finally had the last remaining sports that we're planning on playing without galleries for the PGA, without fans for NASCAR. It sounds like UFC is still going to have their fight uh, fights tonight. Um, but basically, over the last three days, everything has slowly trickled in and canceled. NBA has said it's at least 30 days. Uh, some owners have suggested it'll be at least 60 days before there's anything resumed. Uh, golf has already pushed back the Masters. There's some sports that have said that they want to go on and try to start as early as April. I know WWE WrestleMania 36 wants to go on, but I think we're going to hit a new normal. So we'll kind of start hitting stride. You'll see stories coming in of people kind of getting their feet under them and reacting. And the NBA... I think led by Mark Cuban, who the night the NBA was canceled, uh, made reference to all of the people in the arenas and making sure that they're doing something to help out. Um, Jason Quick, uh, I saw a tweet from him this morning, but I think it was last night that he sent it out. Uh, but it sounds like the Blazers are formulating their plan. Kevin Love uh, offered to donate $100,000 to the effort for the Cleveland uh, arena staff. Zion Williams said he'll pay all the salaries. I think this is one of the cooler things where you're starting to see the humanity and, and Adam Silver, I think looks really good in this whole thing for making a quick and decisive decision that kind of ended up letting all the other sports kind of fall in line without having to make the really difficult decision. So you know why he had to do this, right? Well, because Ruby Gobert is a, a big, dumb animal. I genuinely believe that if one person had tested that was not Rudy Gobert and did not do what Rudy Gobert did, I think you would have seen maybe the NBA go on maybe another couple days. Then I yep. think eventually they would have canceled it. Yeah. He had to do this because Rudy Gobert, in my eyes, I, I don't think he has a career with the Utah Jazz anymore. <laughs> And in fact, yeah. I think it's going to be really hard for him to find a job anywhere else. Now, I know that I've received a lot of notifications that I've been following Woj a lot lately because I just want to know what the NBA is thinking. Sure, yeah. And one tweet in particular, well, there's two. Really, it was the first one where they said, um, 
Utah Jazz players had commented that Gobert was acting, quote, reckless in the locker room when it came to social distancing. Yep. Which everybody was kind of like, well, maybe everyone was acting like that. And I was like, no, dude. <laughs> if everybody was doing that, then a team official would have told Woj, hey, the whole team was kind of reckless in what we were doing. We're taking it upon ourselves as a responsibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then after that, after he made his BS apology and then Donovan Mitchell got it, um, he basically comes out and he or uh, Woj comes out and he says, now the Jazz are finding it difficult to mend relationships. Absolutely. And I don't blame him because if I were them, I would punch Rudy Gobert straight in the face. <laughs> I seriously would. Dude, I don't he's, care. He's tall. I don't. He's got a long I reach. Do not Seven give foot an nine ass, wingspan. Dude. dude, I am attempting to end that man. Like, screw you. Yeah. You are an arrogant a hole who has no place in the NBA. Don't care. You need to leave. You are, you are absolutely not conciliatory for what you did. Your apology was crap. You did it on Instagram. I assume you saw that uh, little girl that got an autograph from Rudy Gobert was uh, yeah. diagnosed with COVID nineteen yes. as well. Yes. So it's just yes. Yeah. You, you need you need to do if you want to do one respectable thing, Rudy Gobert, quit. <laughs> Seriously, quit. Yeah. Get out of the NBA. Stop for a year. Do the whole recovery thing. Do an HR or not an HR, a PR tour where yeah. your agent is toting you around to talk shows. You know, uh, when everybody's not hunkered down at home and socially isolating, take the time to go on talk shows and rebuild your character. But at this point right now, you are going to be booed out of stadiums when when play resumes. There's the other response, and this isn't this isn't necessarily how I feel. I'm not sure how I feel on this whole thing, but the Scott Van Pelt response to Rudy Gobert was it's probably a good thing that he was the guy that got it because now we have a scapegoat. It allows Adam Silver to make the decision quicker because if, if what we're hearing from experts and what we're seeing in Italy is a real possibility here in the U.S., having someone that was so arrogant in the way that he behaved and you had the NBA, like you said, forced into making a quick decision, it may have prevented that because if Rudy Gobert – was a little bit more, I don't know, uh, a little Adhere, less, a little less tone deaf. to policies, oh, but a little less tone deaf and still giving out autographs and, and doing the things, you yeah. know, with, with a little bit softer demeanor, he still would have been spreading the virus. I don't know how he picked it up. If it was him being a, a total J.O. I, I think, I think going this out. is what frustrates me the most about this. And you just said it a minute ago. Rudy Gobert was the reason people woke up. He is. That's really sad. It's a, it's the culture we live in. It's a culture we live in where somebody goes, well, I haven't decided who I'm going to vote for president. I'm waiting for that sound bite that identifies with me but that I can think, vote for. Don't you think it's ridiculous that a guy who, again, you tell me if this sounds familiar, acts incredibly arrogant yeah. on live television, mm -hmm. decides to just put himself out there, then he gets the virus. Yeah. That, that sounds familiar to anything that's going on right now. <laughs> I hate to throw politics into it, and I've tried very hard in this whole thing, but, yeah. like, the government response has been horrible. And well, the fact that Tom Hanks and Rudy Gobert getting the virus literally kicked everyone in the butthole <laughs> is absurd. Well, you have um, the world's newest supervillain, Rudy Gobert, and then you have the nicest guy in the world, Tom Hanks. I mean that's the full Sucks. spectrum. I'm, but it's Tom. a full, it's a full spectrum. And Rita and, and Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson are in Australia when ah. they get it. But 
it, there is an element of this where if I had seen the video before we found out Rudy Gobert had COVID-19, I'd have been like, all right. Cause it, the suggestion is, and, and I've, cause I've looked into this again, this, I don't know how to feel about it, but I, I was just doing, I've done plenty of reading on it and somebody that was there. Cause you see the video of him touching it. It seems like just the biggest D bag move you could possibly have. He was doing it from what I've heard as a solidarity pitch going, guys, I'm not afraid of you. Look, I'll touch all of your stuff. Oh. We're, we're all fine. Oh, that's why? That's, again. That's why did he apologize? Well, he's still wrong. I'm just saying that. That seems weird because he didn't explain any of that in his apology. Well, he's French. Come on. Maybe they don't know how to By apologize. By the way, if I'm a journalist, I'm going back to my work going, lost the mic. Sorry. <laughs> I don't well, know where it's, it. it's days, gone. This was two days before. And, yeah. and, and there, there was a lot of people that I, maybe I was being arrogant thinking that I was still going to go on the trip to Japan. Uh, my wife and I kind of were, you were, you were spinning in the face of it. This is stupid. Jerks. What, what I said, what I said is that we're planning on going right now. Unless something drastic happens. Guess what? Wednesday was drastic. The last three days have been drastic. We're no longer going on the trip. This was the punch in the face that I needed to go, hey, let's just cancel it now. Uh, my in-laws, who we were going to take, we're going to go and see the in-laws on our way, leave the kids with them. My mom, my brother, who has a compromised immune system, they're all going, hey, please don't go. And at this point, there's been uh, there's been enough of an uproar. But, I mean, a week ago, I, we didn't feel the same way, man. It's been a absolutely gut punch of a week. We were sitting here talking on a sports radio show and there are no sports being played unless we want to pretend that we care about UFC. And I think between the two of us, we don't. Oh dude, Lee all the way. Hey, it's the only thing you have to watch. It's that, or you can watch the NBA 2k league. That's going to be playing instead of it. That's pretty cool. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I think I might have to get a, uh, a PlayStation, uh, my brother's going, Hey, listen, I don't want to see anybody, but if you get a PlayStation, we could just at least play rocket league or something. So I don't I'm know, man. very tempted right now, uh, to go buy a video game system That's because what... I've, yeah. I've quarantined myself yeah. and my wife is, um, she's going to do the same. Cause well, basically yeah. her work told her to go home. Yeah. So, my, my sister-in-law, yeah. uh, I think she was, uh, sent home for three weeks. Uh, all the schools in Washington are closed until I believe the 26th or 27th of April, uh, which is you know a pretty long stretch. I think it's two weeks for Oregon schools. Um, just an ex they called it an extended spring break. So that's pretty yeah, sweet. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this this weekend I think is a, a, a point for everybody to kind of pause. Take a deep breath. I think next week we're going to try to create a new normal. Well, I mean, people aren't required. Most people aren't required to go into work this weekend. Here's you and I, obviously a lot of service industry people, um, but we'll take a little bit of a break. I think Monday we're going to kind of try to figure out how we create this new normal for you. It's going to be working from home. For a lot of people, it's going to be that. Uh, I, I, I'm probably still going to come into work at least on Monday and see what it looks like. Oh, my gosh. What? Nobody's going to be here. Don't go to work. Okay. Don't do it. Don't do it. You mentioned service people on the text line 55305. I'm a service technician for a cable company, and I'm still working. It's kind of messed up. I have to go into eight houses a day, and I hope I don't get a corona pass uh, to me by the customers. Wild times sure. we're going through. And I, I, I do feel, I feel hard for people who either work in government where you're kind of required to be somewhere, whether it's an administrative position mm -hmm. where you have to 
you know, you, you have to handle people personnel or whatever you're handling, or if you're somebody that works in public works and Dude. you got to be out there doing stuff with the road and you got to be interacting. With you're people. missing the big one, man. Healthcare professionals. Could you imagine yeah. what's going on with healthcare professionals oh, yeah. right now? So yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that are, that are forced into work. There's a lot of people that are working for the public good. And uh, I salute uh, and thank you. We love you. Keep doing what you do. But that that is where it gets really difficult. And and the best thing that we can do is is be safe out there. But at the same time, um, you, everything can't shut down entirely. Um, Sports are a luxury, so there's there's probably a wisdom in that. But for a lot of us, you know, carrying on is the best thing we can do. Uh, I also throw out big props to this texter who still needs to go to Thailand because they have a lot of sex business. <laughs> That's great. Have you seen the videos from Thailand? Why is it effed up there? So some of the uh, cities that have a lot of uh, tourists come and feed the monkeys. Oh, right. Yeah, the monkeys the are taking monkey over. The monkey gangs are taking over Thailand. Yeah, man. It's Planet of the Apes. It is. <laughs> this is a great pun. It's bananas. It's oh. insane. I was not going to do it. Dude. but I, It's insane. Watch it. I watched like 30 monkey brawl videos in a row. The great Thailand was part of our trip. You watched 30 monkey brawl videos. I can't stop watching monkey brawls in Thailand. Bro, come here for a minute. Dude, I got to show you my monkey brawl video. Their tourism's down almost 50%. I could not stop watching monkey brawls. So just go on and type in Thailand monkey gangs. Before we go to break, I got to tell you another thing. You really need to download TikTok. Oh, so. We'll talk TikTok because I've been glued on it. Yeah, well, I've got uh, somebody inter- somebody introduced me that I have respect for to TikTok. Not you, it's you. I've I've had no. I understand. Yeah, yeah. We it's a mutual. You and I. It's a mutual, not mutual respect. You want to do? We we'll do our first TikTok video after this show. No. What? I'm not doing that. Well, then then, I, then I'm not I don't out. think you know how to use it. I do. I learned. Somebody taught me. All right. Well, put your money where your mouth is. I just, it, you're the one that doesn't want to do but it. don't get near me with your mouth. I know what the video is, too. Got your back. Son. Uh, hour two, we're going to have uh, Jen Ellis is going to join us, and then uh, we're going to get a little bit drunk. Uh, we're having uh, an Irish bar in Lake Oswego coming in, and we're going to have uh, cocktails. So it's St. Patty's Day weekend, right? Uh and it's horrible timing and it's snowing and it's COVID-19 and it's Will's birthday weekend. Happy birthday. Happy St. Patty's day. Happy snow day, everybody. It's a center in the Saint. Here's your sports center update. All right. So we're still kind of in limbo on a lot of sports. Uh, there's rumors abound. Uh, the one today on uh, the homepage of ESPN says the NCAA is considering a 16 team tournament. At some point, uh, in lieu of uh, the full cancellation of the uh, March Madness. Uh, but the things that you're hearing is it could be two months before anything is resumed in the NBA, which puts it mid-May before they you know, pick up the end of the season and whatever. Um, I was reading an article in The Athletic this morning, and uh, forgive me for not having it right in front of me to give credit to the author of it. I won't, but go ahead. <clears throat> but um, it was just going through a lot of the questions, and... I made it through five or six questions, and it was all just kind of like, so do we know when things are going to get back to normal? Nope. Uh, so do we know what the teams are going to do in this? St- nope. Do we know what the... Nope. Do we Nope. We don't know a lot right now. Um, one of the things that we do know is that the N- NFL is trying to continue with operations as usual. So they are trying to... Trying? Well, they've already pushed back some deadlines. You mentioned the NFL. I mean, aren't the skins, like, telling everybody, like... They've grounded You're scouts. You're done. Nobody. 
Yes, but they've got t- today. They're voting on the CBA, um, so the deadline is midnight tonight. So eleven fifty nine. So we should have um, an answer on that. They push back some of the uh, free agency and uh, franchise tag deadlines, but that was more about the CBA. Mm. Yes, everyone's staying home. They're they're probably not going to open facilities for the early training periods or OTAs or any of that in the next couple months because I believe April. 6th is the date where teams can have practices and rookie mini camps and things like that. So those are most likely going to be postponed. Uh, scouting is uh, shut down for NCAA and recruiting is shut down. Um, and then campuses are closed. So Alabama said, nobody gets in here to see our players. So there goes your pro days. There goes all that, but they're going to still ran their pro day, which I thought was interesting. Well, they also, yeah, they was that Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think it's a little bit has changed since then because it was Friday that I heard that Alabama shut everything down. So, mm-hmm. like I said, a little bit of things trickling in. But the NFL free agency should still go on as planned. So we're still waiting for Tom Brady to be that first domino to fall. Mm. If you were the NFL, what's the problem in just waiting? If you can't open the facilities and you can't go, is there an advantage to trying to – fill the void of no sports by having free agency, or is there a benefit to kind of extending things uh, until you can actually go and talk to people? Because I think like the NFL, or I'm sorry, like the NBA, the NFL understands um, the uh, the the whole the lights always on theory. Yeah. And the NBA, I think, of any league is probably the best at it. NFL is getting a lot better. And if NFL and baseball ha- at times have led the way with it because the hot stove used to be a huge thing in baseball, but the the NBA understands, I think, the social media aspect of it well, and, and being able to use today's when, technology. When you're not playing, the yep. season's not going on, people almost like the offseason better. Yep. And that's pretty much become the case with the NBA because so many of the players have such big personalities and they know how to self-promote. I think the NBA is lo- or the NFL is looking at this situation right now and they're kind of saying to themselves, well... This is getting dicey because one of the better self-promoting uh, events that we have every single year is the draft yeah. because we get these uh, first-round picks that get to get up on stage, mm-hmm. and through television, you get to hear about their stories, their backgrounds, and that's really the first touch point for a lot of uh, people that are watching the NFL to go, am I going to like this guy or am I not? Yeah. Like, Jameis Winston was a very good example of this in that he had all of these problems through college, um, even leading up to the draft, the whole uh, crab legs thing. You know, I think that happened after he was done playing. Uh, but then when you you got to the draft, the full PR campaign was on where they were talking about some of the community service stuff that he did at Florida State. They talked about him and his family. They talked about him jumping up on the table and screaming <laughs> yeah. profanities across the Yeah, not so much that. Oh, that was a different thing. But um, it's an opportunity for the NFL to present these guys as products, Mm -hmm. as well-polished, you know, relatable human beings that if they, in fact, go to your team, you can start rooting for them. Another great one is Justin Blackman. Justin Blackman did the greatest Houdini of all time. Now, you know he doesn't play anymore, and he could play. I think he's still in his early 30s, but he was so troubled and such an F-up that he got kicked out. Justin Blackman, towards the end of the uh, Fiesta Bowl that he played against Stanford, which was one of the last ones, they started running pieces on ESPN about a girl that he had just like two weeks prior started uh, going to see at this children's hospital. Now, I don't want to demean the type of community work that he does because it's great if he does any type of community service work. 
but it was definitely a push to say to NFL owners and fans, this guy's normal. He's yeah. a good person. You should like him if he comes onto your team. Well, turns out he's kind of a D-bag. Well, but the, I would say the best PR move that I saw was the Zeke Elliott half shirt. I mean, I would have drafted him. That was... It was a good move. <laughs> it made him notable. It was, man. I mean, really. Yeah, well... I that... wouldn't have known who the hell Zeke Elliott was. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I'm even telling you... The running back for Ohio State is very rarely uh, somebody that uh, that gets noticed in college football, for sure. But what I would say is, even after that great national title game, I, I think you can kind of get lost in the fold if you don't start promoting yourself early and start to do things like go to the ESPYs as a recent college graduate with a half shirt on in your abs. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You can't, you can get lost in the fold. Marcus Mariota very easily got lost <laughs> in the fold and he was picked second in the NFL and draft. He won as the Heisman trophy. And won the Heisman trophy. And yeah. you know, even two years into it, people were kind of like, yeah, I don't know what that guy's doing. Yeah. I don't know. The Titans aren't very good. He doesn't seem great. Well, it, it'll be interesting because I think there's enough run up to the draft. If they end up doing it where it's not a live event, the one thing the NFL does incredibly well is creates a TV experience. Mm. And so, th- like I said, I think today is the first day where people can kind of stop and go, all right, we kind of understand the situation that we're in. How do we make the most of it? And I, if you're the networks, and I think you go back and you you turn into the ESPN Classic. You start running, you know, programming. Where I kind of thought about that. I was yeah. wondering when they'd start doing it. Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, if, if you're ESPN or who, whoever owns the rights to, like, the early Mike Tyson fights, put those on, man. Run a marathon. Whoever owns the rights to the, the Showtime Lakers against Birds uh, Celtics, man, start playing those. Like, it just it's it's time to go back and, and remind people why sports are great and then when they're ready to come back i think the fervor and the excitement will already be there but you can you can ramp it up that much more and show what your network and nfl films and the way that the nba uses social media i think there's a big opportunity here. i would be stoked for because of the nba playoffs coming up if they did like a um you know i don't know how you would numerate this you'd probably have to figure it out for 30 days but like a top something list of playoff series and you could literally just take a block of programming per day to just play every game that was in that series because most of those series are going to be like what six or seven games so just take a block of programming because by the way i was on comcast the other day and i looked at espn and it just was sports center all across and i'm sure they're crapping their pants understandably trying to figure ideas of what to do dude just make a countdown list and then each day set a block and then in between either quarters or halves, go back to the studio with some of your pro uh, analysts. You know, Stephen A's really good with NBA. Yeah. Mike Wilbon's really good with the NBA. Get um, Paul Pearson there, the jump set. Get them. Have and them just have commentary. Have them commenting on the yeah. Bla- on the Blazers Bulls championship in '92. Yeah, yeah I that's agree. A great that's one. exactly what I'm saying. Is is you? There's enough footage. It's yes. Here's and a, enough time. Really, it, that's the important part. Yeah. There's enough time. Well, yeah. There. Well, listen. If you and I were in charge, the world would be gumdrops and rainbows. Uh, and buddy. Good versus evil is next. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saints COVID-19 edition right here on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. <laughs> 
Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Well, it'll be interesting because when you look at Tom Brady, you look at Bruce Arings, Tom Brady's a made man in this league. 40, he'll be 43 years old. Uh, when you look at his body of work, he's really only had a couple voices in his ear from an offensive coordinator standpoint, starting with Charlie Weiss going to Bill O'Brien. That was a guy who perpetually looks like he's gassy, Keyshawn Johnson. A report out of the Tampa Bay Times this week suggested that the Buccaneers, yes, those Buccaneers, are quote-unquote going all-in on luring Tom Brady to their team next season. In all objective terms, this really makes sense. The Bucs need a quarterback that won't throw 30 interceptions, and Brady's really good at winning in the postseason. Adding fuel to the fire this week, a tweet from Greg Allman suggests Bruce Arians is also on board. Quote, asked for examples of NFL quarterbacks he'd pick up the phone for in free agency. Bruce Arians said, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, we'll see. Could you think of anything that would convince Tom Brady, 40-something-year-old Tom Brady, to live in Tampa Bay? All anything. of the monies. It feels like, to me, if really? the only thing... The only you think he cares about money at this point? Dude, it just feels like a cash grab if he leaves. If he wants to win, the best place to stay in is New England. He's won there. If he's leaving to have a chance at a Super Bowl, that seems stupid. If he wants a big pile of money then that's why you leave. I, I can't imagine him playing in another uniform. You keep hearing these reports, but they're changing all the time. The the fervor on the Tom Brady to San Francisco and Garoppolo back to New England has kind of died down, but there's been these swells. He was going to go to the Raiders for a week, I remember. Now it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The only reason he leaves because he goes, yeah, I want to make $45 million for the last two years of my career and then just take all that money and then just roll around in it like Scrooge McDuck. My only feeling is this. I really feel as I reflect back after I was on yesterday early with uh, Reese Davis and I said it was the right thing to do. But now when I reflect, I think about this. Why not follow the pattern of Adam Silver, who's a brilliant, brilliant leader? That's guy who looks like he's just about gone, Dick Vitale. It has become more apparent that the NCAA basketball tournament would be canceled due to the coronavirus. ESPN reported that organizers were scrambling to devise a plan for a 16-team event to salvage the postseason. And this would happen over one very long weekend. This would require the selection to committee to choose the top 16 teams regardless of conferences to participate. So basically like the college football playoff, just 16 teams. Mm -hmm. Good idea, bad idea, or something to scoff at? Uh, it's a logistical nightmare because if you decide that you're going to run just the championship for basketball, what does that do to all the other sports that you've canceled the championships for? So now you have to go out and talk to the 350-some-on member organizations and go, yeah, we're going to do championships for men's basketball because it's a big moneymaker. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We're probably not going to be able to do wrestling or rowing or tennis or whatever all of the other sports that we've canceled the spring sports they canceled their championships which have essentially canceled their seasons so if you go back and you bring back the basketball championship what does that say to the other sports and then you have you know schools with a a gripe because it's like dude hey we weren't gonna win basketball but we had a shot at fencing there will be a draft in that teams will select players uh, but the question is to what extent they can have a large public gathering. As of now, 
obviously the reason these things are being canceled is because we don't want large public gatherings. And we're talking about six weeks from now, so the, the league has to make a decision on this pretty quickly. That's your fishing partner with a hot wife, Dan Graziano. With the sports calendar in a state of upheaval, the 2020 NFL draft remains in place to go question mark that's according to nfl networks ian rapaport the event which takes place april 23rd through the 25th will be held at the famous fountains of bellagio in las vegas nevada the state of nevada hasn't really suspended all operations of all casinos yet again the state hasn't just mm. to clarify how do you think this event will change before late april or will it yeah <sighs> I don't know how much you need the crowd. I think you get, you have enough time to create a made-for-TV moment. What's the big struggle that sports are having right now? It's too easy to watch at home. Not enough hot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> get a bunch of hot chicks in there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you have the ability to kind of plan ahead and make this a made-for-TV moment. You don't need to be have everybody gather in one place. Make it really, really cool. So I think they'll be I think they'll be just fine. I think they probably do it because if the NFL season does go off on time, you don't want to disrupt the timelines that are in place for getting, you know, your rookies into training camps and and able to practice and associated with their teams. So I don't think you push back the date. I think that you there's enough smart people in the NFL that know how to make good television. You're paying Tony Romo 17 million dollars, let him talk about it. That's a good point. Yeah. All right, time for my favorite story of the week, and we're just going to get away from the coronavirus for a minute. What? What? What's this coronavirus? Because I love this story. Okay, read it. It is everything I wish I could do if I ever got pulled over by the police. <laughs> Headline, suspect in car theft claimed she was Beyonce Knowles. <laughs> she... This is what you would do. This is your dream is you get pulled over in a stolen car. I wish go, I could say I was a celebrity Beyonce. and oh. they go, I'm sorry, Mr. Insert name here. Go ahead. <laughs> a New Mexico woman is facing charges after police say she stole a car and later tried to claim that she's the pop singer, Beyonce Knowles. Serena Henry was arrested Saturday morning in Las Cruces, New Mexico, when an officer spotted a vehicle that resembled one that recently had been reported stolen. According to the courtroom documents, the 48-year-old, again, the 48-year-old Henry ignored the officer's orders to pull over and later parked in front of her home. So a couple things here. Her home. Yeah, probably yep. don't want to park in front of your house and then say Las you're Cruces, Beyonce Knowles. Mexico. Yeah. Sure, age difference a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, for the most part. Tell me, also, she's, tell me she's white. Well, hold on. Police also reported Henry told the officers that she found the keys in the vehicle and decided to take it for a jolly ride. She also allegedly told police that she didn't stop driving when she saw the emergency lights because well, she didn't feel like it. That makes sense. Henry is charged with unlawful taking of a motor vehicle, which I didn't know was an offense, concealing identity and resisting or obstructing an arrest. Hmm. All right. Why not? It, unlawful I mean, taking you want of to a do vehicle? That. I don't know. Don't you want to tell a police officer that you're Luke Wilson and then they just go... Oh, I, your way. Would, I wouldn't go Luke Wilson. I'd go like uh, you Tyrese. You look like Luke Wilson if well, you sure. wear a beard. And, yeah, well, anyways. Uh, but, yeah, if I was going to do it, I would not steal a car. If I was going to pretend to be a celebrity and do anything, do you? did you ever see the bank, the movie? Um, oh, geez. Now I can't remember what it's Fargo? called. Fargo? No, I will pull it up because it's, uh, it's a fantastic movie. Batman? And, 
Mo- one moment, please. Why don't you stall while I pull up with this uh, movie? I is... can keep guessing movies. Yeah, you can. Just you, you do what you like. I'm pull- no country for old men. I'm pulling up the movie right here. Is it Dumbo? Ever see the movie Almost an Angel? No. The movie Almost an Angel stars Paul Hogan of Crocodile Dundee fame. Love it already. And he goes on. A, he's a bank robber. And he dresses up like celebrities. He goes in and robs a bank dressed up with the prosthetics as Willie Nelson and robs a bank. Wait a minute. Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan puts on. Disguises himself as Willie Nelson to rob a bank. Yes. It's wonderful. Now, does he try to sound like Willie Nelson? Because Paul Hogan's voice is very distinctive. It it certainly is. Um that's the one scene from the movie that I remember, and I can just picture the visual. But he dresses up like celebrities and robs banks. That's awesome. That's so, what I would do. So if I was, if I were going to uh-huh. pose as a celebrity, yeah, I would almost an angel it, and I would, uh, I would go and rob banks dressed as a celebrity. So it's it's basically a movie where they saw Point Break and they go, you know what? They almost had it because they were dressing ooh, as Richard Nixon. Let's no, no. They just put on a mask. They were never pretending to be. They weren't. They were pretending to be Nixon. I don't think that. Yes, they were. They were. Point. Yes. Point break. Nineteen ninety-one. Yep. Almost an angel. Nineteen ninety. So point break. Ripped off. Paul almost Hogan. an angel. Yep. Right. So there you go. Uh, this the plot of the story is I believe that you know he's a bank robber and a con artist, and then he ends up having to be a nice guy. That's why almost an angel. He's a criminal, a small child or something that he cares for. I can't remember exactly what. Doesn't it sound is. like a very nice guy. Well, he ends up being a very nice guy, but also a bank robber and a criminal. So there you go. You've got time. There's no sports. You go and rent 1990s fantasy comedy that gets 5.5 stars or 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb and a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, and you enjoy it. It's going to be a hard no for me, dog. It's Paul Hogan outside his Crocodile Dundee persona. It's uh, it's wonderful. It's stuck with me all these years, so go watch it. I highly recommend it. Again, 29% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's pretty good. All right, there's Good versus Evil. It's brought to you by friends. At 808, if you're looking for Big Island flavor, check them out, 2454 East Burnside or 52nd in Woodstock. They have takeout. They have delivery. Just go to 808.com, and they have catering. So if you want to take it in, you can do that as well. Uh, Next, we'll talk about the Iditarod. Are they still going amidst COVID-19? You'll find out. And Jen Ellis joins us to talk baseball. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 